Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award-winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free, and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details. The ball straight run up. Now he angles it somewhat. Before I start, it's been up and down. I remember being a kid. I can see that happening. That's always oh. something to do. Be unlaced. Unlaced podcast. It's actually not bad. <laughs> and we're live. We are back, people, on the Unlaced podcast. Uh, we're in some new digs today, ETH. We like this place at the Commons, the cool little podcast studio they've got. So um, we're going to be bringing you all our future podcasts from here. And definitely for those that have been tuning in and subscribing and giving us a lot of support over the last few episodes. We appreciate it. All of the people on TikTok and Instagram, um, you guys are the best sharing all our content. And for those who haven't tuned in to any episodes this year, do go back and check them. We've done some with the Melbourne Storm, uh, with Tommy Bug, with the inspirational Liam Toomey as well, and they've all been really good episodes. So um, this has been a man that I've wanted to get on for a while. He's the elusive man, the elusive winger, the Tunisian Messi, as they call him. And he gets embarrassed when I say that, but that is definitely what they were calling him when he first came to the A-League. But it's the great Fahid Ben Kalfala. Fahid, good man. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Bro, now you've got a, a crazy life, but um, you're actually going to America tomorrow, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. watch basketball. Watch basketball. Talk, can you talk into the mic? Yeah, not just it. doing basketball because i'm also getting some meetings everything that's the main thing but yeah yeah taking advantage and going to a couple of watchable basketball games basketball you love basketball we just literally spoke for 10 minutes about it. i'm like fuck man i hadn't even planned to speak about this in this podcast but we should i do to be honest like yeah it's a yeah i would say it's the best sport man best center do you it's, have it's a, amazing do you have a team you go for golden state golden state yeah. me too actually yeah you told me last time yeah, yeah but only because that's the only nba team Why, did you did you started following did no. you start following them when they were I winning? I did, yeah. but like, <laughs> no, because I went to San Fran whilst they were good, and then I went to the Oracle Arena, and then I went a year later, and I went to the no, Chase Center. It's sick. crazy, man. It's sick, to be honest. Like, but every, a, any team, like, this, what they make with basketball, like, you can even go to a bad game. It's just amazing. Yeah. Like, the way they like, the halftime, well, as soon as there's a stop, man, yeah. it's just sick. Everything they do, but, yeah, it's, I love it. I yeah, the way they um the way they bring the crowd in, like the kiss cam or the it's a show. It's yeah, it's, it's a, like everything they do, like to be honest, the people they bring, like singers, everything. Especially like look, there's a difference between play of games and play of games and um and like the regular season. Yeah, but yeah, it's nothing better to be honest. For me as a sport, look, there's nothing better. Who do you um who do you think is going to be the top seed in the West in the East this year? Uh West. Look, I hope Golden State. Yeah. Um, they're close, aren't they? They're, they're close. They top three. I think, I think the Suns. Like, I think they'll catch. Like then they're playing finals. Yeah. Uh, depending on if uh, Draymond Green gets gets back from injury for Golden State. Yeah. The East is wild, man. Like yeah, so East many good players. So we'll see with the Nets. Like uh, if uh, KD and Ben Simmons <laughs> come back, like all together, they're loaded. Like they don't. I don't think there's a better team. If it's if it matches, I think they can win it all. But. So yeah, yeah, it was now hard and everything. At 76, man. It's, well, yeah. the Nets are Anyone can beat it. Like, it's the Heat, Heat uh, Bulls, nah, Bulls everything, man. It's it's crazy. But that's one of the things, like, in NBA, it's, uh, there's so many good teams and players, and uh, it's just just a different sport, to be honest. What was your... Um, 
because we obviously Ben Simmons Australian, everyone loves him. <laughs> but like, you're probably got less of a bias because you've come from France, even though you're now probably Australian. Your daughter's Australian and so forth. But like, what's your unbiased view of that situation of him at the 76ers oh, and then obviously I the think, Brooklyn trade? I think it's look. I think it's disrespectful what he <laughs> what he's done. I think it's bullshit because you don't accept people saying you're soft or because. He got criti- criticized it's just because the coach said, I don't know if I can win with yeah. him or whatever. Yeah. Man, if you have balls or something, you go there and you show him he's wrong. Yeah. But it's just whatever. Look, mental health is a big issue. But using that... But is that, what, is that what... They, that's what he said. But right. I don't know if it's true or something. I don't, maybe, maybe not. But it's just like, yeah, the guy didn't want to play. And you can't do that. And especially then you want to get your money. And the money is getting paid. It's yeah. just ridiculous. So he, he deserves it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I think it was disrespectful to Venice to do that kind of stuff. So just because not, you don't want to be criticized or something. So, man, do something else. Bro, can you imagine, like, in your days, playing <laughs> playing football at the highest level and turning up to training in tracksuit pants and your phone, iPhone <laughs> yeah, in your pocket, bro, running bro. like plays... Bro, like fuck. I don't. I, to be honest, like to that's a thing. Like I know it's like new generation, and everyone like is on TikTok, Instagram, and all that stuff. But it, look, in America, it's very different. Like the way they behave on court, off court, we can't do that in football. Like no. even now, for example, the way they get dressed before games, everything. Like it's just a show. Yeah. So I love it. I love that kind of stuff. Like you see on the bench the way they react. Someone like gets smashed on or get done. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. It's just like they let you live your life. Yeah. And I think it's probably like the mentality there. Do you think that's better for sport or do you think it's because from our background, I'm, I'm kind it's of, hard to relate I'm kind to. of old school, to, old school about that. Yeah. I think you, for me, there's rules you have to follow and, and you need to focus. But look, the man, they can go out, they can go to Vegas the following day. Like the yeah. best player who ever played the game, Michael Jordan, <laughs> was probably the worst example. The yeah. guy could not sleep like the whole night and the following day he was going then which he would have scored 50 no I never knew that about him you know yeah, like he's he was a guy like, like we would smoke a cigar before the game or whatever he would do <laughs> things like that but he can like I was in France when Ronaldinho was playing and yeah. and he's the type of guy like he's got that reputation to go out like almost every night and it's always the same like could would you say something to a player yeah. if he's good on the pitch yeah. And if I have a player, man, and if he wants to go out, go. But you know, on the long term, it might not work. Yeah. But in basketball, it's probably different. They play every day. So yeah, it's I think it's, just, games, it's also yeah. look a different mentality. In football, it, it doesn't work like that. No, so it's, it's very different. And yeah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it would be very, very Bro, tough. you know, I heard this story. This is why I said this about Michael Jordan. I heard this story the other day. It was like, there's a, I don't know, he's, he must be very um, well off and well known in the corporate space. And he was friends with Michael Jordan. You know how Michael Jordan, like a big gambler. Yeah. So they played 18 holes. And I think this was the day of a game or the day before. Either or, the story's still fucked. But I'm pretty sure it was the day of the game. They played 18 holes and they played for a huge sum of money. And this guy beat Michael Jordan over 18 holes. And while they're playing, they're like, they're drinking Bud Lights. They're drinking beer. And it got to the end of their game and Michael's like, um, he's like double or nothing. <laughs> so they played again. They played another 18 holes. So he played 36 holes. The guy goes, the guy goes, um, we were drinking the whole way through. He goes, I beat him again. And um, then Michael, because like he drank like fucking 20 beers or something like throughout the game, like Bud Lights, but still he drank. And <laughs> he goes, um, I can't remember who he was playing. He was playing someone um, in the East. And, and he goes to Michael, he's like, oh, like I'll, 
I'll bet money you, you like you you guys won't win or you won't score over 20, 20 points or twenty five points. And Michael goes, all right, like you're on. The guy went and dropped like fifty points. Yeah. After nah. having fucking twenty Bud Lights and playing thirty six holes you look of golf. At, like even there's a documentary now. Uh, there's a documentary on um, Paramount and um, about like the um, the dream team. And like before he played the final, actually he actually didn't sleep the whole night playing cards, everything. In the, the, the Olympics. Yeah. And, and then so like he had to do, no, but because the, the guy was just like, yeah, but he used to do that. Even oh, like when he played finals, like the guy was going to the casino, gambling, everything, coming back, smoking cigars. But <laughs> man, he, he was just, and that's why he was just much better. Yeah. You can't say anything. To, yeah. If tomorrow you're like you're coaching and the guy wants to go out because that's what makes him happy. You gotta accept that, yeah. and that's where I think like we need probably to change like the f like you know the mentality in football, because like we have rules, we respect that everyone's gotta like you know you travel, everyone has to go bed at the same time, blah blah whatever. But man, if you have someone who's <laughs> you know he's gonna perform, <laughs> let him do his things. Yeah. So it's tough, but I think that's just men management. Yeah, but man, you can't say anything. To I, someone I know. Well, whatever. and then he does that. It's like, he, but it's hard, hard to relate to as an athlete. And that's that's right. exactly for us, soccer player, it's very different because you can't do that. Nah, because it's it's a different sport. But I, I, I think to be honest, today, like even when I was coaching, I was saying to player, man, it makes you happy to go out. Yeah, just go. But yeah. make sure tomorrow you come and you perform because if you don't. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Be, <laughs> I'm gonna destroy yeah. you. So that's the thing. Like it's uh, you give them something, but they have to give you something back. Did you ever play with players that were good at that? Like they could do well, both. There's one story, man. Like one, uh, my first year, uh, I signed for Caen in first division. That was my first year in first division. So I got transferred from a second. This is, league, is it, what are you called? I league was, one. Yeah, it's a top one, flight. Yeah. So I was in second division playing for Angers, and that week I got transferred to. Caen in Ligue 1 and there's a, there's a striker um, man he was he was top like a top striker but he used to play in amateur level his name was Steve Sabidon he used to play in amateur level but he used to go out everything because he used to enjoy life that was his life like he was like the guy was actually cleaning things for the city the beans all that stuff and he got lucky and not lucky he obviously worked and he made it so for him it was just like I want to enjoy my life I want to play at the highest level but I want to enjoy my life Anyway, that week we're going training everything and I'm staying at the hotel, he's staying at the hotel. And we knew a bit each other. So we used to go like restaurants every time together. And the day before the game, he said, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go eat. And <laughs> oh, I said, no, nah, yeah. and I said, no, nah, <laughs> nah, we're staying, we're staying here. We're staying at the hotel, everything like just to eat there, like to be serious. And we played at home. So we were just together because we obviously like, we just moved from another club and he's like, now nah, let's let's go to a city as usual or whatever. I said, oh man, we've got a game tomorrow. I said, nah, don't worry, man, let's go, whatever. And I was like, all right, well, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's got a Porsche. Your arm's everything. easy to twist. He's, he's got a Porsche. He drives everything. We get there. So we're having dinner. And he said, oh, let's go. Like, so 10 p.m. or something, we finish eating. And he said, oh, let, let's go have a drink. I said, nah. He said, what? Well, um, whatever, a striker, Lilian, he's coming. And the guy comes, whatever. I said, no, man, like, man, we've got a game tomorrow. He said, man, Dory, the coach is coming as well. I said, what? Your coach? Yeah, and I was like, no, nah, man. I, I, mean, I said, man, give me your <laughs> keys. Now. Man, give me your keys. I'm going I'm going back to the hotel. That was my first game, professional level. Like, oh, in, in so you didn't like, okay, so it's And I was like, you, man, right? I'm just, well, I, even I've never went out before a game or something. Yeah, you go out sometimes after, but you wouldn't after, go out before. After, yeah, but never before. So I was like, man, I said, oh, I'll take my keys, everything. I said, man, I'm going back home, going back to the hotel. Bro, at 4 a.m., Someone is knocking on the door, yelling like he used to call me black. 
terrorist. And bro, like someone knocking on the door like crazy. 4 a.m. I wake up, bro. He's got like red eyes, sweating, oh. shirt op- open, shirt everything. And I'm like, what the fuck, bro? What are you doing? He said, bro, I'm scoring three goals tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm like, man, he's he on run. a different world. Bro, he can't. Anyway, we wake up. We're going to the stadium to have uh, a lunch all together. And bro, he's fine. Like, you can see, like, he's fine. You can't see nothing. Anyway, we're going back to the hotel, everything, after with the team to have, like, siesta, nap, everything, blah, blah. Bro, he scored three goals. <laughs> he scored, bro, he scored three goals. Best man, best player on the pitch, everything. And I was like, man, he's on a different planet. And then, so we became friends. And he used to go out, like, two days before the game, sometimes a day before the game. But that what it made him happy. He needed that. And so, but as soon as, like, you know how it is, you don't score, people start criticizing your lifestyle or what you do anyway. But, bro, that was, he was like that. And then he played for the French national team. No but someone, way. what he was doing, <laughs> bro, he was sometimes coming back, you got to run. He's, like, running like no one else. But he was like a machine. But that was his life. That's and, crazy. And so, so for him, it's normal. For him, it was normal. But because he wanted that, he needed that. If you could tell him, if you told him like, nah, man, you gotta stay here, he would have said, nah. It's so I think everyone is different. Me, I wouldn't be able to do that. I don't think I would. Uh, to be honest, I, I can't. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, you you have three or four players like that, look, man. But then on the long term, it's it it's work, catch you know up. what? It's gonna catch you. I think like those guys retire at like thirty one. Yeah, he actually maybe. had a heart issue. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry nah, to laugh. Like, yeah, fuck, well, he actually to Venice, he got transferred that year to Monaco. Wow, that's a big transfer. Yeah, he got transferred everything, and when he did the medical, they find like he had a heart issue, oh, like everything. A so he had, yeah, so he actually um, had to stop playing. Everything. That's not probably because of drinking. That's like no, no, no that's it's probably something, whatever, but. Then people started saying, oh, if you had like, you know, uh, a good, like, uh, whatever lifestyle, everything, maybe he would Mid-hopes. help more. I don't yeah. know. I don't know about that, but. So common. It's, it's it was like, yeah. Fuck so, it but out. it happens, man. You see that to every club. And sometimes you just wonder like, man, how can they do that? I and you've got the one that want to go out and. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> And man. there's plastics on the pitch. <laughs> they can't even run or nothing. <laughs> so, man, you definitely should stop. <laughs> no, them, I know. That's the worst part. So. The guys that are trying to be pros and can't play. But um, <laughs> people don't know. Like, obviously, you had an unbelievable career, which we're going to go into. And people here know you most for obviously Melbourne Victory, but. Um, like your French career was unbelievable, but now more so. Like I don't think many people know what you do off the field, and yeah. like <laughs> it's funny we laugh about this all the time because. No, but I stay. I don't. To you stay silent. Yeah, you stay but like because because a lot of people and I, I, it's not criticizing when you st- finish your career and for example you people talk about you or you're famous everything even here like in Australia it's a bit different because soccer is not like massive, but. You're on TV, people talk about you, they recognize you, blah, blah. But when you stop, people still want to be in the light. Some yeah. of them, they want to do things or stupid things so people can talk about them. Yeah. For me, I was like, I stop. I don't want anyone to talk about me. Yeah. I don't have any social media. Why though? Because I was a bit like it's that too. It's just because, to be honest, I don't, I don't care. I don't give a shit, to be honest, about that stuff, whatever people talk. Because I know what I've done in my career. Yeah. I know what I've done and I know how I am as a person. I've got my friends, everything. I'm happy like that. And... Even now, for example, like uh, people ask me, like, yeah, I was coaching a club in NPL. People, they, man, heaps of people didn't even know that. So, and I've never talked about that and didn't say anything. Uh, and now, for example, I work with my agent 
and we try to get a couple of players and work here like I'm trying to work here and try to help Bro, couple of your players. work here is unbelievable but you can't man. say anything no I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say <laughs> I'm not gonna say what's going no, on but right? because but I can't because that's because people they need they need to I don't know. I know how I can explain that, but sometimes I need to say, "Oh, he's good." Or I don't care if people talk yeah, about yeah, me. Yeah. I don't need that. I know what I can do, so I don't need people to say, "Oh, Faid can do that for you, man," or whatever. Nah, for me, it's I do my job. Yeah. I don't need people, whatever, to say, "Oh, man, he, you should probably, yeah, fuck, man, Faid is good. Maybe we can talk about him." Doesn't nah, matter. Yeah, yeah. My I agent know, I know. is the best example, man. He had, he's got massive players. People like he doesn't say a word, and and people obviously know him. But he's never on major, never says anything, never talks to the press or whatever. And he's massive. Yeah. He's like a brother to me or something, but what's the point? Yeah, well, I there's no point. Good, You'd rather like, be a good yeah. agent than a known For me, agent. What, what you, when you're good, like, yeah, and, and I don't have social media, which sometimes is probably good as well because I would be saying something stupid. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I wanted you but on this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but sometimes you've got people that have no credibility and they talk about football. That yeah. pisses me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That really, really pisses me off. I think that's off. the one thing that I reckon would piss you off the most is that people who don't know football and to I having a that. strong opinion. You can, you can, everyone is entitled to his opinion, mm. but it's the same, you know. Look, for example, I bought my place. I'll give you an example in real estate. All right, I've got, I own my place, I bought a couple of places or something. But if I'm going to talk to a real estate agent, doesn't yeah. mean because I bought a place or whatever, then I know better than him. <laughs> yeah. And that's the same thing in football. It's, if you never played at the highest level, you don't know what it is. You, yeah. you can't have an idea about that. So you can talk about football, you understand things, whatever, but when it comes to the highest level, if you haven't played, then it's bullshit. And people always say, oh, yeah, talk about Ferguson or Mourinho's have never played. Well, they've always been involved in football for years and years and years. And those people, like they're manager, like managers, yeah. they're very good at. But that one thing that pisses me off here, like it's in Australia, is the coaches with juniors. Mm. And man, you go to the park and bro, like you see some of them, they don't even know how to coach. They don't even, they can't even teach the kid. And because they put a parka or jersey or whatever, <laughs> victory city, everything, they take advantage of that. Yeah. So I've, I've coached they for charge them. so much money they too. Touch, they, but bro, they can't even coach. And yeah. They take advantage of people, yeah. and that, and then they said, "Oh yeah, but I coach there, whatever." Man, you sh just shut up, man. You don't yeah. know nothing about that, and that pisses me off. That's what I wanted to ask you about, like, because it's it's amazing, right? Now I'm not going to say what's going on behind the scenes, but you're obviously now tapping into the football agency <coughs> space. If no one picked that up. But the di like your phone, it's funny because you're working with all the European agents, particularly the French football, or yeah. your connections in French football. <laughs> your phone rings from like 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. <laughs> so I see you through the day. I'm like, what are you doing, man? It looks like you're on for a run. You're walking a dog. You're chilling out. And the next <laughs> thing you know, you've got all your phone just ringing. But the deal's like you're bringing to some of these kids in Australia or potential yeah, well, conversations. There's, 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 there's like it's pretty crazy like, man yeah, for some of the of them quality we've, we've of the kids or well, not the quality because they can play but like they haven't really done a heap Nah, but that's where you got to look at the potential and for me my my job is to help the kids if i can give them a chance to go to europe because there's nothing better mm. and i know the football i've played everything so i can help them and not teach them or something, but I can help them. If I watch a game, I can tell them like, yes, yeah, I've been doing that. It's wrong. It's bad that you need to improve in that because I've played and I know that that's one of the thing. No one, no, a lot of people can't do that. That's the first thing. And then it's about my connection. Obviously I work with my agent. He's, he's massive, uh, in France, in Europe, he can help me, but, but the players, you need to make sure like they're good because I will never try to sell someone 
or to to lie because then that's my reputation. Mm. If I'm gonna tell you, oh, look, this player, whatever, he's good. He comes and he can't play. You're gonna look at me and say, man, he's an yeah, idiot. Won't pick you're up an idiot, phone call. man. Next, that's why. <coughs> and I would never do that. Yeah. So I want to work with specific players, the one I really want to pick. If someone asks me for help or something, I would try, but I'm I would never put my reputation online for that. Yeah. Uh, if I believe in the young players, I would definitely do it, but because I, be I believe that. And then when I speak to clubs in France, like in France or whatever, the majority of the people I played with, some of my friends, like they're in charge now of, as a technical director, coaches, everything. Okay. So in, in France, I would say, except for two or three clubs, I can get access to almost everyone. Wow. And so I can pick up my phone, ring coaches or whatever, and they will pick up and it's easy. But then it's, look, I think this kid is really good. Look at him and you tell me what you think. And yeah. if they, they think he's good, then they call me back and we try to make it work. If they say, nah, look, man, we don't like him, that's fine. I'm not going to try to force uh, because there's no point. If mm. a coach doesn't want you, man, don't don't send the kid there. If a coach mm. doesn't want him or something, there's no point. Yeah, you can force, you can try to help and because your reputation or you know what, you know friend, but what's the point? If you know the kid is going to struggle, that's not a lot of agents that just try to put kids everywhere or players everywhere, knowing it's not gonna work, but just to make money. Yeah, and that's not I what that. I want to do. And I, that's one of, to be honest, it's one of the reasons why I want to do that because, man, it's, it makes me sick. Yeah, since just a couple of players, you know, in like sh whatever shit leagues, and and it's not gonna work. And you yeah. know, the players what they do, what do they do? They come back uh, six months later. Yeah, majority of the players come well, back six months yeah, later, a year later. But you need to warn them. You need to tell them how hard it is you need to explain to them man and i i tell my players the, the the one i've got and some of them obviously are gonna go to europe i'm not gonna be the agent bringing you back to australia mm -hmm. you man if you sign three years two years one year whatever man you stay and you gotta work hard because that's uh, it's uh, it's very very hard yeah. but if you succeed Man, there's nothing better. But your career is the prime example because you know what? I didn't actually know that your you played second and third division in France until yeah. you're 25. Yeah. Because you played like an incredible level international football. We we spoke yesterday like Europa League as well. Yeah. But you actually didn't break into the first division no. until 25. But I never never went to into academies where in France if you don't go through academies it's very very hard. So I was I was playing like until 18 or 17 like with amateur clubs right and i was doing really well whatever and there's clubs that came to venice and i had like clubs like lille paris saint germain everything they wanted me to come but to sign with a second team mm. and i was like a coach came from amiens he was coaching in second division he came to my place and he said now i want you to train with us but then it's gonna be tough and i was like yeah that's fine and i signed there and but then i had to work and sometimes man it's hard like i struggle like we got relegated uh, one whatever in 2005 or six, like in, in third division with my team. Fuck. And a club from Bul Bulgaria, uh, Litex Lovek came. They were playing the Europa League, everything back then. Then they made, they made me an offer, like really good money. And I was playing in third division. I wasn't on good money. Wow. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, oh, it's gonna be massive, everything. And I spoke with my agent. My agent was like, look, you need to understand you can go there but you don't know what's going to happen it might be good it might be bad mm. if you perform in third division you can go in first division like you know it's not going to stop you but you need to believe blah blah whatever and i stayed and i had a really good season i went back to second division club like with a top coach my mentor now uh and it started like that but i never quit i never like in my mind i was like one day with my wife actually we went to watch ren uh, ren 
uh, Rennes in were they first division? They were in first division and I was in third. But I, when I was watching the game, I was like, they're not better. I know, mm. I know what I can do, and th- some of them are not better than me. And I promised my wife that day, like we were going back, and I said, I swear to God, I will play. I, I, I'm gonna make it. Yeah. And I, I and up to be honest, I was. That's great. How old were you then when you said that? I was twenty, twenty-three or something. Fuck, so but then I was like, yeah. pushing then. Yeah. Good. So and second then, division and third division is still professional. Is it professional league? Yeah, we were professional. Second division is really good level. Like, yeah. man, much better than A League, for yeah. example. Yeah. Uh, but it's tough to make it because yeah. there's so many players, and look, you need luck. It's mm. like you need talent or whatever you want to call it. You need to be good, but you need luck. Mm-hmm. And I met that coach in second division. His name is Jean-Louis Garcia, who helped me like crazy. Uh, I reached a level with him. Like I was like, yeah, I was really good. And I think I've, that year I finished second best player in second division. Wow. And I got transferred in first division. And then like, yeah, I, must, I started. But then it's like, yeah, it's um, that's why it's hard. And when people... He has a lifestyle like it's it's amazing, but majority of players don't understand how hard you have to work to make it. What yeah. do you think the um, now you've been here a long time and you you've probably been around like the youth setup uh, enough in Australia, particularly yeah. since it's changed like where it's now focused on the youth teams and the clubs, and you've seen a lot of the junior clubs because you've worked in it. Like, what's the biggest difference between here and Europe? Like, where do we because we have talent here, but I don't think it gets yeah, molded the in the right. Look, uh, and I'm and I'm gonna be very honest. The coaches are not good enough in academies in Australia. Yeah, because first of all, amateur clubs they take a piece. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna keep it simple. There's good clubs trying to do the right things, everything. But the majority of the coaches they just want to get a bit of money or whatever. You see, you look at the sessions what they do. Oh, it's horrible. Bullshit. It's horrible. It's not and even it, fun to train. Yeah, but it, and, and that's one of the things I hate because they just they just go there, whatever, put fork on somewhere and just play. Yeah. Nah, the kids like you need to teach them things how if, and that's why i always said in europe we always say the same thing the best, co- best coaches are within with the academy because you need to demonstrate for example if you have a 13 years old and he struggles for example to cross you need to show him how he can improve yeah but those people they don't they never kick the ball but you know what do you know what my opinion is the coaches here are unbelievable at pretending they know a lot Oh yeah, oh, they're very amazing. good at that, no, man. They do. They but come across like they know what they're and doing. So and and that's one of the things. So and then they train like twice, sometimes three times, but they will never do f- a lot of things or different things. Mm. Where and the season here, whatever, it's it's like seven months, eight months, and you stop, and you've got the cricket season, everything. Mm. When France you play eleven months, yeah, and you've got so many games, everything, so repetitions. Yeah, look, it's very expensive sport here. You got to pay fifteen, three grand to play. Well, in Europe, when you're six you have or to seven. play like 100 euro to play the whole year. Yeah, it's bullshit. So, but then at the professional level, I know clubs are trying to do better things with the academy. It's about resources. I think the clubs don't want to spend because yeah. I've always said something. If you have a great academy and if you're not afraid because of the salary cap and everything, and today you can see there's a lot of kids playing, but some of them don't deserve it. It's just because of the salary cap. Mm. So there's a difference because it doesn't doesn't make the level better but if you have the right like for example the right coaches in your academy and you start having developing kids and having 16 17 years old play playing in a league then you can transfer them make money mm. and you put the money back for example within the academy or coaches and resources everything so but you need to you can't be afraid of that yeah. and I, I think we have a long way to go mm. to make things better Today, because of what happened with COVID, the salary cap went down and the TV rights, everything. So you actually have to play kids. Mm. 
uh, it's gonna give them game time, everything. But you need to change a lot of things to make th to make it happen. Like even look, we talk uh, second division, whatever. Fix the A League first before yeah. talking about the second division, nice. because they say, "Oh, yeah, it's, it's gonna give a chance to the kids." Yeah, but the kids are not good enough. So you need to think about the program, uh, coaches you're gonna put in place, mm. and just to help them because Australia is a great country, and in sport like rugby, uh, cricket, everything they're doing really well. So mm. in soccer, you should be able to do that. Yeah, I agree, man. It's fucking, <coughs> it's crazy you say that because I, th I think like here we don't get taught the basics well enough. Look, uh, man, we, I've, I've we go straight into like superior skills. But to NSC in A League, we w I had players with me. Like, if you ask them to juggle, to mm, do like fifty with, like for example, like foot. a left, and they can't. Yeah. And and that's that's not normal. That's part of the technical stuff. But if you ask a player, for example, to kick the ball with his left foot, then he can't because we. I think we a lot of clubs try just to make robots, mm. and you know, which is which is really bad. And yeah, it's uh, they need to change a lot of things. They need to look. Even today, you talk about you know the soccer rules, everything. It's not working. It doesn't work. But it's just I think a, a lack of quality yeah. at one point. And you need to. They need to change a lot of things. But it's a long term program. And every time they just think about a short term, and that's mm. why it's not working. They yeah. always think like, yeah, we need to do that one year, two years, man. All the kids like eleven years old, ten years old, everything. They need to 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 do things better, but. And you you know in NPL better than me like there's so much politics and having friends and like having just people or whatever trying to sponsor the team everything their coaches mm. and they're just rubbish yeah so I, I think we fucked up not keeping the AIS man I really yeah. do because we attracted the the quality of coaching there was good and to be honest even though it's football's played by so many juniors here. The talent pool is not as big and as good as Europe because no, we don't not. have the quality of coaching. It's not, but but so you, you put them all in the one. Yeah, fuck, but you should have better. you should have better players. And like when you had that, a lot of players actually played in A League after they made it. Every single, almost every single. That's one. why. So it's and so it's it it definitely helped. Mm. Um, but today it's like, look, the country is so big, and I've always said the same thing. If you, if you're Melbourne Victory, for example, um, and the best 15 years old plays for Perth. In amateur, you should be able to go and, and sign him, but yeah. they don't yeah. because you don't have the accommodation, facilities, everything to do that, like mm -hmm. resources. So you need to be able to look after him for schools. So that's you just focus, for example, on uh, the CBD, whatever here yeah. around the CBD, Smaller whatever. Pool. You're not gonna get anything. So those clubs, for example, like it's so far away. If it's in Perth, like you gotta explain, like oh, four and a half hours flight or whatever <laughs> for the parents. <laughs> we're gonna look after your kids, but that's what they do in Europe. Yeah. So. Uh, it's hard because I just focus on one or two things. If I was look, it, it's all it comes to money. But there's a couple of clubs like City, Victory, Sydney FC, Western Sydney, Western United. To, to they can afford that today. Mm. You know, there's there's one like you know they can probably they have, the they, they have money. They have people behind. They can support that and try to do things better. It's just the way after you want to spend the money and but. You, you need to do to change things, man, to make things better. Yeah, I agree. Well, I want to talk to you about like the quality of French football because you obviously started in the lower ranks, but then when you got recognised and you went to Cannes uh, when you were 25, and then what was the club after called? Bordeaux. I played oh, no, Valenciennes. Valenciennes. Yeah, but no, I want to talk about Valenciennes because you got signed from there to Bordeaux for yeah. 5 million euros. I think it was in 2009, 2010. Uh, yeah. Which I think back then is a big fee for a club, yeah. for, uh, for a player from that club, yeah. right? 
It was because and Bordeaux is like, like at the time. I think Bordeaux was like uh, in and out like, of Champions League. No, nah, it was like yeah, top top three in France. Back yeah, then. when it was Gokuf there. Jan so actually he got transferred and I took his place. Wow, he was so their best player. <laughs> was, I used yeah. to watch him play in the Champions League all the time. He was amazing. He was amazing. But that such a good set piece taker. Just look, they're struggling this year, and to be honest, I hope they're gonna remain because they're struggling. Mm. Uh, they had a lot of issues the last two or three years, whatever, the finance and president, everything. Um, it's a massive club. You know, back then, I think the pl- the teams that I knew more, I didn't know, P- I mean, PSG I knew of, but the teams that were playing Champions League more regularly was Lyon and Bordeaux. Yeah, Bordeaux, yeah. yeah. Those t- and maybe Marseille Bordeaux, sometimes. I think in 2009, they played the Champions League quarterfinal against Lyon. Okay. And they beat, like, Bayern Munich, they beat Juventus. They were they a good team, man. Team. Um, it's such a big club. What's the what was the level like of like because we oh, could amazing to be honest. Like look, even in Valenciennes, I, I had a great season. I think I've, I scored like nine or ten goals, and I scored. And I think in assist, I think I think it's second second in assist in France that year. I think yeah, there I was, was I saw statistics. I think like Lucio Gonzalez, who was in Marseille, oh, was he? He's a good player. Uh, he finished first, and I finished second. Fuck. And so I got transferred to Bordeaux, but even at training, like it's we were probably like. 19 international players wow so the level the quality of his training as well i was just on a different level and it's, you know you see someone get injured man they don't stop yeah you know and <laughs> like you just wait for the physio to man they don't stop they keep playing because really? there's no friendship yeah and that's one of the things i i learned there is like people try take to try want to take your spot so you can have one or two friends or whatever but Man, they don't care. If you They'll get injured, you, you know out. what? Man, if if you're injured, they're gonna be happy because that that's your li- like you make yeah. a living and you need to you you wanna make money and you wanna sign for big clubs and you're ambitious, everything, and so you wanna play for your national team. So it's like you, training is a war, like small games, everything. Mm. It's just different. You do a soccer tennis, man, you don't wanna lose. And yeah. you get upset. And that's I've always been like that. But yeah. when I signed for Bordeaux, I've I've learned that and Look, having obviously a lot of international players, like we had probably four players playing for the French national team, players playing for Brazil, um, like uh, Czech Republic, everything. Man, we had an amazing team. Uh, the club was like massive. It was an amazing, amazing yeah. experience. How did the how did the move come to Australia? Like, did you even know we had a league? Nah, to be honest, my agent. So <laughs> I went. I, I had enough to be honest of France and and the Europe, everything. And I was like, look, I just I want something different. Um, and you, whatever I had offer from Turkey, everything. I said, look, I, I would love to have like to go to a country where I can learn English, even for my family. Everything would be would be helpful. Um, and we had offer from Greece. I said, nah, uh, blah blah. And he called me once. He said, oh, I've got an offer. They speak English, but it's uh, it's a bit far. And I thought about MLS, and he said, oh, it's in Australia. And to be honest, I was like, man, I didn't even know they played soccer. I was like, no, nah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, yeah, why not? And to be honest, like he said about, look, it's Melbourne victory. I looked quickly. So I said, look, let's, let me talk to my wife. I'll come back to you. My wife was like, yeah, well, you wanted to learn English, everything. So yeah, just let's go. How old were you at this point? 31, 32? 31, yeah. So you, I'm you're 32. You, so your first season was at 32? Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. And man. I was like, and now you're. But I call him and I, s- I call him back. I said, yeah, all right, all right. Uh, arrange the phone call, everything. Get me the coach. Or was it with Musky at the Maskey, time? Musky, but because I couldn't speak English, uh, Jean-Paul de Marini, like he's, ah, okay. he's Mauritius, so he could speak he French. Assistant. So he was translating, and we spoke, and he was like, um, "Oh, look, we want you to come, blah blah." 
I said, yeah, right, no problem. And to be honest, I checked quickly after. So I, asked, I called my agent back. I said, what's the club? By the way, he said, oh, Victory. I said, Victory, he said, where? He said, oh, I think it's in Melbourne. Anyway, I looked at online and like there's Amy Park. And I was like, oh, no way they're playing there. Like, you know, I was like, yeah, no, nah, no way. Well, you thought it'd be a shit stadium or something? Because Amy like, right? I thought like, we are going to play like in front of 500 people. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. I swear to God. And when I first came, my first game was against um, Western Wanderers. Yeah, fuck, Wanderers. and they had big crowds, man. When it was first. in Melbourne. We played at, um, at Etihad. And like, they, they had big traveling fans. Like, we had like 45 or 46,000. Fuck, you would have been like, what is sick, this? bro. I was yeah. like, ah, oh, that's sick. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved every moment after that. Yeah. It was hard. The training and everything, like mentally, was a bit tough. Just to get used to the level or like get the used style? to the style, everything was different. Training is like here, like in with the salary cap. So you've got good players and some players like yeah, they're, they're young and they don't yeah. have the level, but just because of the squad. Uh, training was like, but then to be honest, I loved it. I was like, uh, look, don't get me wrong, man, there's nothing compared to Europe. But yeah. at my age, uh, coming here with my it's family and things like I could do, like my, I remember my daughter, so we went to <laughs> we went to the beach and for the first time we could enjoy time at the beach without having someone coming to me and asking for a signature. Oh. So because in Bordeaux, like once we went to the beach and like for like thirty minutes we had people just like fans, everything coming. And in France, man, they're not that respectful. Bro. They, come, <laughs> they don't care if you're playing. They just come. They want to take a picture. They yeah, take you, whatever. Off. If you play or something. <laughs> and I uh, and so we got here and bro, I was like, oh, I can have a normal life. Like things like yeah. I couldn't do in France, yeah. like with my family and the fans. Like obviously, man, Victory, like it's such a really good club, like family club. Yeah, but the fans were amazing. I loved, seriously, I loved every moment. I don't think my the, first year was amazing. I think we, we've spoken of this before because the year before you came was my last year in the A League. Yeah, and I I genuinely think I'm not being biased, but I genuinely think that the league was at its highest level of quality. Yeah, uh, my first through year, that period. Uh, my my first year to be honest, I think the level was kind of like a second division in France. Like, uh, yeah, probably to be honest, like the best teams like Sydney FC. Us, um, I, I think the level was good, and anyway, we had good players coming from overseas. Like you know, they were they were really good. Like even Yanko, those players. Like you know. Uh, Fa uh, Jacques Fati played in France, yeah. like Dimitri Evich, and yeah, and those right. players, to be honest, like they were good. And my first year was amazing, like off the field, on the field, man. I, I think, I, man, I used to, we used to go out after every game, and we obviously like well, obviously no Rash Mahazi, yeah, yeah. Georgeski, Jason Guerra. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. We, I think your best friendships off the field. Yeah, but yeah, the, huh? the three of them. Like for me, is they're like family today. Yeah. To be honest. Like they're like you're all still in touch the same yeah. too, huh? Oh man, but what they gave me, because man, I, I came and it was tough to speak and other yeah. language. But everyone helped me. Everyone, but those three. So we were always together. Yeah. And Rush teach me, taught me English, English well, huh? better because Georgeski can't even speak English. <laughs> 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 now he's on TV. <laughs> but oh, him quality. and Jess helped me. Danny was like helped me swearing. So yeah, he taught yeah, of me course. that. <laughs> of uh, course. But no, nah, but what I built with them and what I had with them was just amazing. Like, you know, when you go and train, because in France, like, it was just a bit different because it's it's war. Like, yeah. you go training and, you know, like, you, you it's a job, but you need to get to your spot. Uh, here was like, I know I'm going to play, but I, I can do, I know I can be good, but I can enjoy my life off the field. Something to be honest was a bit tougher in France. Yeah. But I loved it, man, seriously. 
You had fucking unbelievable year here. Uh, unbe- unbelievable seasons here. The first I mean, year was amazing because... Was the we, first year when you won the premiership? No. Yeah. So f- first we, year you we won, won everything. everything. We won the FFA, everything. Fuck. And uh, we had a great team. The bond, like, within the players, everything, man. It was just like... The club, everything, like... I was, I was like, shocked, but in a good way. Mm. And even, like, with my family, like, we were so happy. And I knew, like, to be honest, we had offers. I had offers from a couple of countries from Asia and even clubs from mm. A-League and as a marquee player. And we were now nah, we're going to stay. Yeah. Like we, we just loved it. Everything Your daughter loved it here too, though, oh, didn't she? That, wife, that's one of the main reasons you stay, lo- you've stayed. That was huh? the main reason. Yeah. Because if, it, look, for me, it's all about family. Yeah. If And I always make decisions about my family. So if they told me now nah, we, we, we want to leave, I would have said yeah. Because they told me like they were happy, I was like, man, that's it. Yeah. There's no point. I'm happy here, whatever. Yeah, you can make more money. It's fine, but luckily, like you know, I've, I've got a pretty good career, so it was fine. And I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna make. I would never make a decision based on money. Otherwise, man, I would have gone to Saudi because I had an offer from Saudi which before coming here, money. which was like, yeah, probably uh, we could add like a zero. Holy <laughs> <laughs> fuck! We could add you zero said no. And I said wow. no nah, because, but first of all, with my wife, I'm not married. So and then I was like, oh man, I can't take my daughter there. Like in terms of education, <laughs> and look, I don't criticize, bro, because I. I get people when they get to a certain age they should go and make money because it's a, it's a short career I was just different I was like I'm, my lifestyle is too important yeah. my family is too important for me it's so a good place to live man that's, it's, a, it's a great Pre-COVID place to live anyway. like. <laughs> one, one, hey, one of the funniest things and this I'm going to let you explain this story but I'm just going to set the scene because when Fahid came to the A-League he fucking blew blew it up at 32 to be fair the way you were yeah. moving you were still moving at like 26 27 like you've always been very yeah. athletic even now i see you run i'm like Fuck <laughs> i'm fucking 28 and you're running like i should but at the time so i think you won everything you also won the victory medal but the year you guys won the championship so the i can't remember it's championships that for me is the grand final yeah but the the premiership was obviously the, oh it's the other way around championships the league premierships for the grand yeah. final so the championship you guys were coming i think you guys came like third or fourth i don't know if you come on top my, f- my first year we won it and but you you did no no oh, we no, won first and we won everything my first year then it was my last year where we finished second and we lost in grand final oh uh, okay but the first year we won everything so no because there's a there's a famous story about you and uh one of the directors having a bet because I think it was just before the finals and you said to <laughs> one of the directors or they said to you either or that if you guys win everything from here on, I'll fund or you ask, can you fund us to a trip for the end of season to go to Vegas? Yeah. And the guy goes, all right, you're on. If you win everything, you win the grand final. Or was Anthony DiPietro, the chairman. <laughs> was it the nah, chairman? Because, because we, the story is like, obviously they wanted me to stay, but we, we didn't have any negotiation. And one day, like we played... Western Sydney away, we won like three nil. I had three assists. And at the end of the game, like I had a great game, everything. And Tara Rushton came, whatever. She said, Oh, Fahid, we want you to stay in Australia, everything. I said, Oh, I want to stay. But I don't think like they want to keep me because I haven't started anything. Mm. Anyway, I said, Oh, uh, but look, there's other clubs, so I'll be happy to talk with other clubs. Yeah. Anyway, straight away, I got a text message from the chairman, Now nah, we want you to stay. Uh-huh. So, so that week, they started obviously coming with ne- about negotiation. Anyway, financially, like the club, because I couldn't sign marquee player because Milligan and Berisha were marquees. And anyway, financially, it was like, yeah, we need to find an agreement. I'm willing to make an effort to stay here, but at the same time, we need to yeah, do that. Yeah. And I, I spoke with the chairman and I said, right, I'll stay, and you, but you got to make me a promise. We're going to win it. 
Mm. And I, I, I was so confident. I said, look, we're going to win it, but you got to promise me you guys <laughs> would get money and you, you, you'll get everyone to Vegas. <laughs> and he was like, that was a part of the thing. And then he said, he said yes. And to win it, the day we won it, the first thing, he came on the pitch crying with his dad. And he wanted to hug me. And he was like, Fight, we want it. I said, Chairman, we're going to Vegas. Oh, did he, <laughs> was did he remember thing the first him, thing you said? First thing I swear to God, I told him, he remembers that. I told him, I said, we're going to Vegas, everything. Wow. And then the following day, whatever, we started talking about that. And I was like, man, if, if we're not going, I'm leaving. <laughs> this is no, how you were. No, this because, is how you because were if at Victory. You, if for me, if you, if you make a promise to someone, you got you to gotta keep it regardless what you do whatever for me it's like if i shake your hand i know like now for example it's all about yeah, contract yeah, yeah. for me you shake my hand that's it it's enough i don't need anything else but the chairman is like that to be honest like don't get me wrong and anyways two days later we had a dinner we had a lunch uh in was it South, like the lunch you called South him out Melbourne. or was it was it a pr- so the there, whatever i take the microphone he's yes. talking everything in microphone i said oh what about vegas <laughs> and he's laughing everything so now what about vegas like no, i'm not i'm not kidding Anyway, so straight away after his speech, I'm going to see him. I said, well, no, nah, seriously, no. And he said, look, get tomorrow in the office, everything. We, we talk about that. Wow. And because we had the victory medal, but, you know, you have to, f- because, uh, because of the salary cap, you need to, to organize things, auctions, everything, because legally you can't do it. You can't do that. So we right, had to organize auctions to get some money from whatever, like you, to get money. And we, yeah, we went. But obviously big, with the auction, so that. I had to sell, for example, my jersey, <coughs> my boots from the grand final, all that stuff. Like, you know, memories you can keep. <laughs> I got, I, I Just to take them. the boys to Vegas. Oh, but we sold so a lot of stuff, like even like someone like George Columbaris back then, like he helped the club. So for us, like we went to see him as look, can you cook to people, like go to people's place, whatever, so they can buy that so we can make money. And to be honest, he agreed. What everyone had man, man. Yeah, everyone, everyone was everyone buzzing everyone everyone. and so we ended up going to vegas for like a week and yeah, it was the best trip ever amazing from, yeah but sort of because hurt. the atmosphere w- between players was, was good. that good so you know it's like going with family friends everything and like you feel like you f- you feel comfortable but that that year like yeah look man the chairman everyone was happy yeah he, shout he out to the chairman man. Man. he kept his he's, promise he's that's a great a, person. yeah he's, he's, a, he's a great person he's he's important for that club but he's the fact that. you got the funny thing and what's what i told is that you you got the microphone at an event no, and you like, called him he out he was in <laughs> a victory medal it was a victory medal which is the biggest finished, event he, he of finished, the year he finished he, like actually i got on stage like I think was a, a break. I got on stage. I said, "Hey, by the way, so we were you supposed to be on stage? You just no. stormed on." I <laughs> oh my god! I said, "I brought like three thousand people or something yesterday. <laughs> Bring you made bought it outside because we're gonna go to Vegas. We need some money. So make sure, like, yeah, you, you guys auction or whatever. Put some money. And yeah, everyone was great to win. The sponsors, like the, the everyone helped. And no, nah, it was amazing. It was amazing. This club is. It's a bit special yeah. because there's good people within the club. They're struggling a bit. They've been struggling the last mm. couple of years, but there's a, there's some people that really deserve to be honest, like, you know, it's the best. Yeah, man, well said. I tell you what, we're going to have to get you back on this podcast. I reckon you know what I'm going to do. I reckon when it gets to playoffs, we'll do an NBA playoff um, podcast. And I think, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, if you're not nah, there, so, but you're off to America tomorrow to go watch Lakers yeah. uh, Clippers and Lakers Golden State, so... Bro, thank you for coming no, on the show, man. Me, man. It's been a pleasure. Next Good to talk to you all day. No, but um, oh, man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you back on for the for the playoffs one yeah, for sure. Yeah, we will. Easy. All right. No worries, bro. Cheers, brother. Cheers.
Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award-winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free, and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details.